The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told the disciples a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for any human being. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while the judge refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for any human being, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, God will quickly grant justice to them. And yet when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. Although we all long for good news, for whatever reason, it's often bad news that captures attention. The media takes advantage of this characteristic as they plan their programming. When the CBC issues some breaking news, it's pretty much a guarantee the news won't cause dancing in the streets. I don't think it's because uh, uh, the CBC is against good news. They just know... It's bad news that captures attention and has us tuning in for more. For the next few weeks, we're reflecting on good news, and that's something we can all use more of. Our faith centers on the life of Jesus as told to us through four books found in the Bible that we call Gospels. A A word the Greeks, a word that for the Greeks meant good news. We're going to explore how this good news is truly new and good, how it has changed everything, how it's best appreciated, and how it expands over time. Last week, we recognized that when news on on TV or in papers presents more of the same stories that often bring us down and inspires only fears, the Gospels reveal to us true news, capital N News. They're truly unique because they're about God present and working among his people. It's news that goes beyond our imagination, news that can't be made up, news as unique as creation itself. I was going to reflect this week on how the good news is truly good as well, but instead we'll reflect on how The good news is truly trustworthy, and this is important, especially in those moments when we have questions about our faith or about the ways of God. 
and those come up from time to time for everyone. When prayers seem to go unanswered, when things we know to be wrong and contrary to God's will seem to endure, faith is challenged and God's trustworthiness comes into question. It's easy to identify with the poor widow from today's gospel who begged for justice but for some time received none. We might see a similar thing in the child who's upset that they must go to bed before an before an older sibling, and they might exclaim, that's not fair. We see this injustice when a hard-working person toils much and receives little. We see it when innocent people must flee their homes, especially due to conflicts for which they have no fault in. We might start by looking at why the unjust judge from the parable we heard in the gospel won't grant justice. Jesus tells us he doesn't grant justice because he has no fear of God and no respect for others. These are the root causes for injustice. Because without respect for God, there's no desire to walk in his ways, and the line between what's right and wrong loses clarity. Without respect for others, people become objects to be used not loved. And so it's no wonder why the woman, the widow in this gospel, uh, had many things going against her in this case. She had nothing to offer the judge. There's nothing useful about her in the eyes of the unjust judge. I've read that at that time and place, how the judgment system worked as judges, being quite expensive, would travel around from city to city and hear cases and they only have so many hours to offer. And so they would give priority to those who were either well-known or those who had enough money to bribe the attendant and get on the roster for the day. This uh, poor widow would have had neither. She uh, had not much to offer there. And so we can imagine her begging and begging. We see similar things happen in the world today, despite all kinds of checks and balances put in place to help avoid injustices. We see this uh, in the cries of those uh, suffering from homelessness or mental illness. We see it from the cries of children stuck in foster care systems who long for love but have difficulties finding that love they deserve. All the widow wished for was a pronouncement She didn't expect the judge to come and go into her life and fix all her problems, and perhaps the unjust judge would be powerless in that way. She only wished for him to say some words to grant her the justice she knew she deserved. Opposed to that, we have Jesus himself, whose justice isn't just a pronouncement, but an ultimate action. The unjust judge, or any judge even today, may be powerless against a great many evils, but that's not the case with our Lord, who has power even over death itself. And in, in Jesus, we see what happens. It's the surest sign of what happens when the injustice of this world clashes with the mercy of God. We see that God is trustworthy, not simply because of his words, but because of the uniqueness of his mercy, the offering of his very self. 
We're challenged, though, when delays happen, when, when it seems like our prayers uh, go unanswered. The temptation in this case is to stop praying. In the first reading, we hear about a moment in the lives of the Jewish people out shortly after they escaped Egypt, the place of slavery, while they were wandering in the wilderness, uh, waiting to enter the promised land. They had a long wait ahead of them. In fact, none of those who left Egypt actually entered the promised land. It was, their, it was the next generation who did that. So they spent 40 years wandering the desert. And in that time, they were threatened by all kinds of forces. And in that first reading, we hear of a moment between the Jewish people and Amalek, a king who had already settled in whatever region they were in. Maybe King Amalek wanted to uh, raid the Jewish people to take their possessions. Maybe he wanted to capture the Jewish people to make slaves of them. Or maybe he was worried about this wandering group of people and just wanted to wipe them out. Whatever, what, for whatever reason, they entered into a conflict, a physical conflict. Two forces come against each other, and we have this moment where Moses, as long as he can hold his arms up in the air, the, the Jewish people are able to prevail. When Moses tires and his arms start to sag, the Jewish people begin to lose. Fortunately, he's not alone in this. He, God has uh, put into the, the life of Moses uh, wonderful people who hold up his arms for him, just as God has put into our lives many people to help hold us up. And the Jewish people prevail thanks to this kind of arrangement, thanks to this gift of uh, help that God has put into the life of Moses. <clears throat> When delays happen, we can turn to others around us, perhaps even in this very parish, and ask them for their strength, even the strength simply to persevere and push on. Jesus poses this question at the end of the parable. He asks, when, will the son, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? In the case of Moses, he would say yes. For us, there might be some more question. And that's just a sign, simply not that we're horrible people, but that we need some further growth. We want, first of all, to become a people of justice. This means, first of all, building up within us a, a fear of God, being unlike that unjust judge in the parable. This means respecting the timelines of the Maker. For when we put in ourselves into a position of uh, judging the timelines of God, when we put ourselves in a position of saying, well, if I were God, I would do it this way or that way, we put ourselves in the position of that unjust judge. We are, are not having fear of God. The other thing we can do is build up within ourselves a respect for others. And perhaps one of the most difficult places to do this is in the case of um, dealing with those who have harmed us, even uh, very personally and deeply. We should always hope for mercy for all. We should always hope for the conversion of hearts of all people, including those who've hurt us deeply. And so that's part of uh, building, up, building ourselves up as a people of justice, not always wanting people to, to not, not always wanting retribution, but wanting God's mercy to extend to all people and the conversion of hearts for all people. And finally... We want to be a people of faith, and this means being persistent as well, reminding ourselves that in many ways we are like that wandering group of Jewish people searching for that promised land. 
We know a promised land has been promised to us, the kingdom of God. And so we wait, knowing that that will come about. That is why God is trustworthy. And to our trustworthy God, we are pleased to persistently offer our prayers. God of all, we ask you to be among your people. As we wander and journey through life here, through your Holy Spirit, send your Holy Spirit to guide us so that we would always follow in your ways. Give us the gift of strength and, and patience so we would never give up and lose faith, but instead walk through this life knowing that y- your promises will be fulfilled. This prayer we make in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>